Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kentucky Town Youth Podcast. I'm a youth pastor, David. Joining me this week is my special co-host is Kason. Hello. Yeah, he's a seventh grader at homeschool. Today on our Ask a Pastor segment, we have an interesting question. Kason, what's the question today? What do angels look like? What do angels look like? Uh, I had never given a whole lot of thought to this before. Uh, have you ever thought about what angels look like? Not much. I, I, I've always had it in my head, you know, what you see on TV. You know, you got the different, you got one that's like a baby with wings and it's weird. And then you got one, you know, like the big archangels with the sword and the, you know, that whole deal. And then, of course, you have the, I don't know if you've ever seen that show, uh, Supernatural. They've got a whole thing where angels possess people, and it's a, it's really dumb. Uh, but, you know, there's that version, all kinds of different versions of angels. And so I guess, because this question came out of the youth group, that seems to be something y'all are interested in. So have you seen those things? Have you seen the, like, what's your, when you think of angel, what do you think of as far as what's the first thing that pops into your mind? Beautiful person with wings. Beautiful person with wings. Okay. Well, I did some digging and I, you know, got into the Bible because, like we talked about in the last episode, that's kind of our go to source for all things Christianity, as it should be, because it is our primary source, uh, the inspired word of God. And it actually talks about angels a lot. There's a lot of angel stuff in the Bible. And so. From what I can gather, there are different types of angels, because angel is just all heavenly beings, right? You can classify them all as angels, and uh, and they kind of their their appearance varies because they're spiritual beings. They don't seem to have like one set type of appearance. The angels that interact with humans. And talk to them and things like that have a tendency to look like us. Like you, a lot of times, you can't even tell the difference between angels and just regular people. Like in Hebrews thirteen two, it says, "Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing so, some people have shown hospitality to angels without knowing it." Right? And we have other examples like uh, in the in Genesis when it talks about Sodom and Gomorrah. The two strangers that showed up that the people wanted to do bad stuff to, they thought they were just people, not understanding that they were angels. And then fire and brimstone, and there was a whole thing about destroying that whole place. So it it, it would appear that a lot of times when we can see angels, they look like us. The other times, they're uh, very clearly, they, they might look like us, but they... You know, they, they, they have a more holy, like they reflect the glory of God kind of appearance. In Luke 24, 4, it says, While they were perplexed about this thing, suddenly two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. They wear white robes. Like in Acts one ten. it says, They were looking intently up in the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. You know, that's after Jesus ascends to heaven. And they said like the martyr Stephen had a face of an angel. When he spoke to the religious rulers in Acts 6.15, he says, And all who sat in the council looked intently at him, 
and they say and they saw that his face was like the face of an angel. It seems like maybe like the thought is like angels shine. Like when they look like us and they're in their, in their glory, I guess, they have a, a shine about them. In Luke 2.9, it says, The angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Sometimes we don't recognize them at all. Sometimes they look, they might look like us, but they're kind of glowing, I guess. Talks about them eating. They eat, or they can eat. But then there's other types of angels, right? So we got spirit beings. All angels are spirit beings. The ones that communicate with us on behalf of God. And I'm still kind of researching this. I'm not sure that they still do communicate with us on behalf of God. Because we have the Holy Spirit now. And so Jesus is pretty clear about the Holy Spirit being our intermediary between us and him. And so I don't know if angels are used for that anymore or not. It would bear more study. What do you think? I think angels are more... They're like messenger birds. Yeah, I like that. That makes sense. Their appearance also gets pretty freaky um, when they're referred to as cherubim and seraphim, right? So in Ezekiel chapter 1, they give this crazy description of what they look like, as the cherubim look like. And uh, in Ezekiel 1 in, in verse Five. It says, the likeness of four living creatures came from it, and this was their appearance. They looked something like a human, but each of them had four faces and four wings. Their legs were straight, and the soles of their feet were like hooves of a calf, sparkling like the gleam of polished bronze. They had human hands under their wings on their four sides. All four of them had faces and wings. Their wings were touching. The creatures did not turn as they moved. Each one went straight ahead. Their faces looked something like the face of a human, and each of the four had the face of a lion on the right, the face of an ox on the left, and the face of an eagle. That is what their faces were like. Their wings were spread upward. Each had two wings touching that of another and two wings covering its body. Each creature went straight ahead wherever the spirit wanted to go, and they went without turning as they moved. And then it goes on. It says, The likeness of the living creatures was like the appearance of blazing coals of fire or like tor torches. Fire was moving back and forth between the living creatures. It was bright with lightning coming out of it. The creatures were darting back and forth like flashes of lightning. So that's wild. And if you Google this, like what angels look like in Ezekiel, you get some crazy artist renderings of these particular types of angels and then in isaiah 6 he talks about he describes the seraphim right and uh and starting in verse 2 of chapter 6 he says seraphim were standing above him they each had six wings with two they covered their faces with two they covered their feet with two they flew and one called to another holy 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 is the lord of armies his glory is fills the whole earth so we have cherubim and seraphim Cherubim have four wings. Seraphim have six wings. Cherubim are depicted as helpers of God. Seraphim are the like servants directly connected to God. Like in Genesis, it talks about like when he shuts down the Garden of Eden, he puts a cherubim with a flaming sword 
to keep people out. The seraphim, the only time they're mentioned is in Isaiah 6, and they're like literally kind of like God's personal servants. Later on in Isaiah, you know, he freaks out because he's in the presence of God, and it's a seraphim that flies up to him and uh, touches his lips with the coal and lets him talk and all kinds of stuff. So there you go. We got cherubim, we got seraphim, and then we got what we just call angels, intermediary. Now, different faiths, different areas in Christianity have different traditions for angels. Oh, and there's also the archangel, Michael. Right, he's one that fights Satan in Revelation. They talk about that. Uh, he seems to be like big, big bad warrior guy. And then we have Gabriel, who's directly named, and I'm not sure if he's a cherubim or what, but he's definitely an angel. So there you go. So what do you think? Very scary how the like how the description is. It's terrifying. It explains why when people are faced with them, they fall on their faces. Well, besides the fact that they reflect the glory of God, that unto itself would make you hit the floor. But it's wild to think that you may just talk to one and not even know you're talking to one. That's what gets me. And they are otherworldly beings. We act surprised when we read the descriptions like that, I think, because we're not expecting, you know, such a crazy description. You're talking about a, you know, three, four-headed creature with... Wings and bunches of eyes and, you know, and Ezekiel goes on and talks about the wheels that they're on and describes the wheels and it's like, I guess they're on wheels and, but is that, was that just for him or is that how they look all the time? We don't know, right? So at the end of the day, we don't know. We know that a lot of times we don't see him. Like you've, have you, have you heard the story of uh, Balaam and his donkey? Right? Donkey that talked? Yeah, the donkey that talked. Well, the thing that ran the donkey off the road was an angel that came down with a sword, right? A lot of times angels said, but Balaam didn't see him, just the donkey did. Uh, there's, uh, I think it was Elijah or Elisha. Yeah, prayed to be able, you know, he, he prayed so that the angels would be revealed to him. And when God opened his eyes to see that the angels were there, they were, you know, he was surrounded by flaming chariots and all this other kind of stuff. Which could be the cherubim on the wheels and all that. I, we don't really know what they look like all the time. We do know that they can look like us. Or they can look like what we would probably describe as crazy, scary monster beings. The good news is that angels are on our side. Whatever they look like. right? They're servants of God. Kind of like we're supposed to be. Or like we're supposed to be. They're created by God. They're loved by God. They love God, which is awesome. But what we're not supposed to do is worship them, right? They're not on the same level as God. We don't worship angels. Hebrews is real clear about that. Don't worship angels. Also, something I hear a lot that's not true, you don't become an angel when you die. Have you heard that before? I have. You hear that, I, you know, do funerals and things. You hear that a lot. You hear, you know, heaven gained another angel. No, heaven gained a saint. We're called saints. We don't transform into angels. Uh, that's a different belief system. So there you go. Angels. They can look like all kinds of stuff, but typically it's either something crazy weird or they just look like people. And then sometimes when God really wants to get his point across, they'll look like people, but they'll have a supernatural presence to them where they glow, maybe have a sword. Um, 
So, but they're out there. Like, you can't see them, but they're there. And so, but take comfort in them. They're there to serve God. And if we're serving God, then we don't really have anything to worry about. Any final thoughts on that? Not much. All right. As always, we would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions for us, please send those to ktownyth at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on Instagram at ktownyth and direct message your questions there. It's time for dumb stuff time. Uh, This week, dumb stuff time, uh, we have a couple of guys uh, who wanted to talk about sports. And uh, so I, I wanted to encourage them in their passions and it's kind of a weird conversation about basketball players who retired before these guys who are doing this were even born so uh enjoy dumb stuff time sports edition with andrew and cooper all right i'm andrew I'm Cooper. And we're going to be debating um, in Dumb Stuff Sports Edition, yep. uh, who is better all-time, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Wilt Chamberlain? Yep. I don't really know a whole lot about basketball. I don't really watch basketball, so I'll just kind of follow what Andrew says. Um, <laughs> I'm going to uh, – I personally, I think Kareem has a slight edge. Mm-hmm. I think Wilt um, is more athletic than Kareem. I think he is one of the most athletic centers of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also played in a lot. It, it was only 10 years apart, maybe, but it was a different era. Um, so start out, I'm going to be talking about the eras, I guess. Okay. Um, so in, in Wilt's era, he, uh, he played in an era with Bill Russell and Oscar Robinson, and they were in an era to where it is it's basically defense and rebounding only. It was fast-paced, yeah. and Wilt still managed – to average 50 points in his uh, like over multiple seasons. No matter who he played with, he was the best player on the team almost always. He made organizations famous, and he basically made the 76ers a franchise. Yeah. And that's hard to do in a, in a defensive rebounding era. Because, I mean, you look at he, – he won one ring, I'm pretty sure. You look at the people who were in his era, the stars in his era, like Bill Russell. He won. He's the greatest winner of all time. He won eleven rings in his era, and Wilt only won one. But Bill only averaged. He he ne- he could never average over twenty in his career. It didn't matter what he did. He could never average over twenty. Wilt was averaging fifty while he was averaging twenty. On the other hand, with Kareem. I don't know about how much he averaged. I know that in the finals or in the playoffs with the Lakers in the 80s, he was consistently averaging 32, but with better passing and assist numbers than um, Wilt basically ever averaged. Not that Wilt was a bad passer, mm-hmm. but I mean, look look at the people that Kareem had on his team. He had Magic Johnson, Elgin Baylor, mm-hmm. um, uh, just stars like that. I mean, they had a great team, and the the ones that the the teams that Wilt will play on weren't. He didn't have those assist numbers because he didn't have those star players who could produce points like that. That's why he had he has the record for a hundred hundred one points in the game or yeah. whatever. Um, and but Kareem also had a, like ten times more playoff success. Well, technically six, but. He has six times more playoff success than Wilt ever had. 
And they were both veterans when they retired. It's not like either of them retired very well. Will retired a little retired a little early, but Kareem was well into his thirties, almost forties when he retired. When he started out with the Bucks, he had not a lot of people to pass to, but his assist numbers were still high. He he was a great passer. In college, they banned dunking. The U.S. He was that dominant that he ban- they banned dunking in the NCAA, and that, I mean he was just that kind of dominant of a player. He has he has the most um, unstoppable post move in NBA history. I mean the skyhook it revolutionized basketball mm-hmm. when when he started mastering it. It would it's up there. I mean it's over Dirk's fadeaway. And Dirk had a legendary fadeaway that no one could block. I mean, it's a, it's past that. It is, I think, the most unstoppable move in NBA history. I think before Shaq came around, Kareem was the greatest center, but it was still a debate between him and Wilt. And you look at the 80s with the Lakers, Kareem, I mean, he had he won six rings, something like that. I don't, I'm not sure if he won any with the Bucks. I don't think he did. I think they're all with the Lakers. Yeah. But he was with Magic. Magic is one of the greatest passers and this probably greatest to second greatest point guard of all time. I think it's him and Steph Curry. They're the greatest point. Uh, they're the greatest point guards of all time. And that was back in an era in the '80s where a quarterback or quarterback, a point guard basically quarterbacked the the team's offense. Mm-hmm. He. he they didn't score as much, and that's that's why Magic was different. Kareem could get Magic the ball at the top of the key, and Magic would make moves, and he would take it to the paint, which is so much different from what point guards would do in a modern day. But that also made things hard on Kareem. I mean, making in a day where centers basically camped in the paint, they just sat in the paint, they would have to sling that that rock out to the top of the key, that's not an easy pass. And Kareem was still averaging amazing assist numbers and still consistently averaging well into his 30s. He was averaging 32, 33, 34 points in the playoffs. And you could make the argument that in the playoffs, that was an era with that, that they were the only good team, which I don't agree with. Mm. That was the rise of Michael Jordan in those early bowls. Yeah, sure, they didn't have great playoff success. Larry Bird, they, I mean, he's one of the greatest players of all time, one of the greatest shooters of all time. That was basically the Lakers' number one rival at that time. So it's not like they, it's not like they had just easy wins in that era. So, in conclusion, I think Kareem is better for those, yeah, for those reasons. I think more assists. He had more. I mean, he had more blocks. I mean, Wilt had great. Actually, I don't even know. I don't know how many blocks they had, but Wilt was crazy at blocks. I mean, the dude ran. I think he's infinitely more athletic than Kareem ever was, but Kareem was more unstoppable because mm-hmm. Wilt was. Yeah, I mean, he was a center, and he. I'm pretty sure he ran a four four in track. It's fast. That's crazy. As a basketball player, yeah. that is, that's unheard of, especially. In the, what, the 50s, the 60s, yeah. maybe early 70s? <clears throat> no, not 50s, but 60s and 70s. That was yeah. unheard of. And popularity-wise, Kareem is extremely underrated. I mean, 
They both really are. I think Wilt, he got he got famous for things that he did off the court, like running that four four forty. Yeah. And the controversy with the women and stuff, I'm not getting that. Yeah. But um, Kareem, he basically just he was not sure he was MVP. He had more MVPs and stuff too than Wilt ever did. But Kareem was. He wasn't talked about as much as as Wilt was, because I think people were already in the '80s. People were already comparing him to Wilt, and I mean that's not a fair comparison. They're two. They have two different play styles. I mean Kareem, I can or Wilt. I think his hit. Uh, I don't know why somebody asked like that. My his. The way he would run on a fast break, I only compare to Giannis. Yeah. He would take three steps in half court, and he's at the he's at the hoop. And that's I mean that that goes into how he's more athletic than Kareem ever was. Mm-hmm. But Kareem didn't have to do that, and he still averaged more assists and blocks, not points, but because that's not easy to do. But and he didn't have that athletic ability. He was not a fast. I mean, he was he, he's a professional athlete. Of course, he's going to be fast, but he was not wilt fast. Wilt revolutionized what an athlete, yeah. what a basketball player looks like. And Kareem just <clears throat> people will compare him like Kareem to Wilt, and that's just not a fair comparison. And conclusion, I th- that I think that ends our debate between Kareem and Will. I think Will got the edge and he won. What do you think about that, Cooper? Um, I think based on what you said, I think Kareem probably the goat. I mean, like he was a centers. So. Yeah, centers, but said he was basically like underrated, right? Yeah, yeah. He wasn't as as athletic. Yeah, he wasn't and as that's athletic why he as Will. He wasn't talking about it. Yeah. So that'll wrap it up on this episode of Dumb Stuff Sports. And I will we'll see we'll talk to you on the next episode. All right, bye. Okay, that was uh, interesting. Um, it's amazing to me how they can speak so intelligently about a topic that they weren't even alive to, you know, observe. But I guess that's what YouTube and the internet are for. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed Dumb Stuff Time, Sports Edition probably have more of those in the future who knows what they'll be about could be random stuff like that or it could be actually about people who are currently playing the sports casey what did you think about it all that you know those guys them playing video games all the time they don't even google it they just play video games they play video games 2k oh yeah that makes sense maybe that's where they got it that's where they got it okay well that explains some stuff good to know all right, cool. Well, we hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. We'll try to get another one out to you next week. Talk to you next time. Bye. Bye-bye.